Hey guys, this is episode 100. We finally managed to get a tree host together back into a virtual room, Zoom in this case, and get an episode together for you. In this episode, we're going to discuss the state of the podcast, ethical investing, um, charity, kind of our thoughts on it, and just have a general discussion on the topic. So anyway, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Financial Independence Europe podcast, where we interview people from all 44 European countries, all of them, about optimizing your life, geo-arbitrage, and making the most of your money. This was your hosts, Alvar, Arminta, and Matthias. Hello, everybody. Welcome back again to another podcast episode of the Financial Independence Europe podcast. We've got a special today. We actually managed to get everybody back into the studio. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. I believe the last time we managed to do this was early January. And as much as we love recording with the three of us together, it can always be a little bit tough. But anyway, we get us all together uh, again and we've got an episode for you. So today uh, we're going to focus a bit on uh, the state of the podcast. How are things going? Uh, what does the future have in mind for us? And as kind of like the special topic of this episode, ethical investing, uh, a topic Armin and I have been digging into quite a lot recently. Uh, so we're just going to have a bit of a chat on that. So to just kind of uh, get started, I'm just really curious, guys, how are you doing? Arminta, how is your life going? Uh, hi, Alvar. Thanks for asking. Um, this is the first time we're recording with Zoom, uh, seeing our faces. So this is quite new to me. But I'm in Edinburgh, so in the same city as you. And I, I think we're quite fortunate in this city that we're still able to go out. Mm -hmm. uh, the recommended amount is once per day. but So I'm just going out once a day, but we're allowed to go you know, for a walk and enjoy the sunshine. Yes, it's sunny in Scotland these days. So it's nice. And so I'm, I'm really, yeah, yeah, I'm not complaining and I can still work. So, and I still have work. Uh, so I'm actually, I'm, I'm okay with my own situation. How about you, Oliver? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm actually very well, same as yourself working from home, but it's actually been pretty okay. I've really just used this time as kind of like a reset of life period. Lots of sleeping, relaxing, uh, lots of gaming as well. Uh, following a ton of courses and just relaxing, spending lots of time with my partner, Jenny, and kind of keeping life going like that. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, and then obviously the last and wisest member of the team, Mr. Matthias, how's your life going? It's the same like like you, that I'm sleeping more. Um, but at the same time, I have the, the challenge that my kids uh, are at home, so... I'm sharing um, the, the, the care for the kids with my wife and um, yeah, I'm doing the first hours and she's doing the last hours of the day. And then at the end of the day, we're doing both with full energy, taking care of the kids. And um, yeah, that's really a, a challenge, but also um, an opportunity to see kids before they move out of the flat um, then. <laughs> because sometimes if, you, if you're traveling a lot and uh, then you don't have so much time. And I also, what I also do is um, stuff like cooking. <laughs> I, for example, I cooked the bread without, or baked the, I've baked the bread without wheat. Yeah, and so I'm optimizing on, on health and um, spending time outside. But I also, I'm also nerdy about stocks right now, pretty much. Um, yeah, I have to admit that it's like a drug. Unsurprising, Matthias. Of the three of us, I think you're still the most risk-seeking one. Yes. No worries. Anyway, but from there, um, I would say let's just jump in a quick rounddown of what the podcast has been doing, what we have been doing with the podcast over the last months. Uh, 
or just quickly starting, we're actually standing at uh, 183,000 do- uh, total downloads for all mm-hmm. our episodes, which is just completely nuts. If we keep going like this, I think, you know, next month or so we'll hit 200K, which is nuts. If you think about it, 200,000 downloads. I mean, not individual people, because a lot of people will have downloaded multiple times, but 200,000 in total, that's just, yeah, guys, thank you so much. That's just nuts. <laughs> but I have a, Timothy Ferris has like a 40 million downloads or 400 million downloads. <laughs> okay, we're not Tim Ferriss. Just to compare, you know. Uh, we're not team of Ferris, yes, true, true. But we can we can try to become. But we're nearly there. We're very close. Like, yes, really give it true. a few months, and we'll be yes. at four minutes. If I if I keep losing some some hair, um, then I we at, at least I can look like him. <laughs> yes, but again, who would have thought? Um, if we go like two years back, uh, me are mint and a pub drinking beer, talking about financial independence. Me and Matthias meeting on Facebook. That we would actually end up starting a show where you know. Closing into 200k people or downloads, uh, who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, so I also was after the, the third episode. I also thought we 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 cannot do this, we cannot continue. But luckily, it was really good that you found Araminta that she kicked our butt in the in the beginning um, to have some structure to uh, establish process and to have some structure while talking and so on. So that was really really helpful. Yeah, yeah. And to, and to top that even off, um, so last year, we also launched a Facebook group. What was it? September, Matthias? Yeah. I believe in September yes. t- 2019, we launched it. So it's not even a year old. Um, we're at this very moment standing at 835 members, which is also just crazy. The fact that 835 people joined a group about our podcast to talk about FI, uh, to talk about life, to just ask general advice and everything. I think that's completely... Amazing. And every day when I see posts in the group, I'm just enjoying reading them. Um, in general, all the financial independence communities, I enjoy reading things, but if it's my own group, it's obviously a lot nicer. Yeah. And you could also be um, a little bit more active, you know, just uh, more comments, more likes and so on, just to be the critical German. <laughs> <laughs> but um, me too. Me too. So I, I, I want to be more active in the group. Um, that, uh, that's yeah, just what I want to do. Fair enough. So guys, just to go back to now, like kind of like what were our most favorite episodes we've done in the last six months? Um, I'll go first myself and kind of like say, you know, the why of what made it so awesome for me, it was actually the one I did with the poor Swiss, um, how to, how to invest in Europe in 2020, which I know it was a very basic episode, but just a discussion with the two of us, how do you get this done? How, which ETFs do you pick? What is the um, process you go through when you decide to invest or not to invest? What do you read? Who do you talk to? I just very much enjoyed chatting with him. Also, most definitely the other episodes I did with him uh, on the 4% rule and how to use bonds at C5 were just yeah, very good episode. But those are the ones that I had the most uh, joy doing. How about you, Araminta? What is the one episode in the last six months you would say you know, just loved? Um, that's a good question. I actually haven't done that many episodes in the past six months, uh, as you're well aware. But I have to say, I probably enjoyed every single one of them. But the one that sticks in my mind was when I was able to interview the uh, author of Ultra Learning, Scott. And I still follow him and I read his book. And his book is now a bestseller, a New York Times bestseller, which I'll be honest, every single book these days is becoming a New York Times bestseller. But still, I thought, uh, you know, the content was pretty good and the guy had really some interesting insights. I, I hope other people enjoyed it as much as I did. 
but yeah, it was, it was, it was very interesting. I really enjoyed it. And I mean, I think I, I really enjoyed my episode with Rasheen also. And I really enjoyed the latest episode that we published, well, that I published uh, with uh, Martin about Airbnb experiences. So yeah, these are probably my top three at the moment, but we will have more this year and there will definitely be some more fantastic guests on the podcast. Yeah, fantastic, Araminta. Um, as the ultra learning episode was not uh, this year or the last five months, it was uh, more. It was a long time ago. It was August last year, so like yes, so not counting. You know, I was ask. <laughs> okay, then yeah, it's fine. And um, yeah, if you want to ask me, I, I think my um, one of my favorite episodes was with Martin Liebertz from Debitum Network because it was yeah kind of inter interesting to get the insights view. And ask also the questions as an investor that I want to know about directly with it to him. And yeah, so I, yeah, we got also pretty good feedback from the peer-to-peer -peer investing community. You know, you just asked for one episode. I also liked the one with uh, Tim uh, from Portugal about his, um, yeah, his side hustle and his business. And also the last one that actually I want, wanted to do. Uh, but I, yeah, he dropped out of the call so I could do the tiny house episode with Nessa. But that was also really interesting because we also, uh, me and my wife also wanted to, uh, yeah, test out tiny house living uh, at least for a vacation. And um, yeah, just to, and we are also in the mi minimal community in, in Germany. And yeah, that's why it was also very interesting for me. Nice one, Matthias. Yeah, and absolutely on the tiny house was one. We have to interview Nessa again because I loved your interview and I'm just like, I've always been into the tiny house movement in terms of just following them on YouTube. There's so many cool uh, channels out there and I mean, you have to like it, but yeah, we're going to interview her again. And this time, and that time I'll actually get my shot. <laughs> so guys, obviously we've just talked about uh, what we've done before, which episodes we enjoyed most doing, but where are we going next? What things do we have in mind in terms of exciting episodes and plans? So just to get started straight away, obviously there will be no physical events of the podcast in 2020, but we have run a few webinars, um, which actually were very successful and had lots of fun with them. Um, locally, my own group here in Edinburgh were also just, we moved, normally we get something like 20-ish people, sometimes 25 to the meetups, and we're also transitioning over in online meetups, which works pretty well, I have to say, over Zoom. And we're going to continue doing those over 2020 or as long as uh, the current crazy situation will last. Also, quick note, obviously, I think you will have noticed uh, Community Friday episodes. We haven't published any in a while. Well, there's reason for that. We also have very busy lives and we can only do so much at once. So for now, Community Friday episodes are kind of on hold a little bit. We might you now continue with them in the future. But again, every episode, we still pay this out of our own pockets. And we have generally tried to find some sponsors and get a bit of income coming in to like cover the cost. And we've found some, but on the grand scheme of things, we're still paying out of pocket. So uh, yeah, we have to balance between this being a hobby this being, you know, what can we actually get out of it in the long run uh, and balancing those things out. So yeah, anyway, that's regarding the Friday episodes, but what comes for the future episode-wise? So we're going to continue with our Tuesday slash sometimes Wednesday episodes, um, just going out every week uh, from each of us, you know, whenever we come by a cool guest. And I'll ask, you know, the others in a second, you know, what they have in mind for the next month. But for myself, uh, what do I want to focus on? So I think I've covered plenty of investing over the last uh, months, but not enough like from the frugalism side, the living aspects, uh, budgeting, 
those are just and listener case studies those are just things i would very much like to do in uh, the next months that's kind of like my side how about you armin what are like the the things you really want to do in the next months or years yeah, well, for episodes, uh, as usual, I just love interviewing just fascinating people or people who are doing really interesting things. Later in this episode, we wanted to chat a little bit about ethical investing or not not just ethical investing, but living an ethical life. What does that mean? And is that something that one is supposed to strive for? And is it really compatible with financial independence? Uh, so maybe I'll, I'd love to do some more interviews on that, but we'll see. I, I love talking about career. So obviously any guests that want to talk about career, um, then I'm all for it. And I, I especially love geo-arbitrage, people who have traveled abroad to try and to try and optimize their life, their finances, their business, everything. So yeah, I guess I will do some more, you know, as you mentioned, Alvar, I will just chat to uh, some interesting people and see where that takes us, really, where the podcast takes us. What about you, Matthias? Yeah, I also would like to talk to fascinating people. Um, it's not too hard to find them. I mean, not everybody must be in a New York Times bestseller. Um, also, people are interesting before they are a best-selling author. author. Um, I also have the feeling that these days everybody can write a book. And, and you, you know these commercial or these adverts on Facebook write your book. I can help you to write your book in three days, you know? So I want to interview people who have taken three years to write the book. Um, they are maybe more interesting. And yeah. So Scott I wanna took three years to write his book. Perfect. And uh, I want to also talk about entrepreneurship and career strategy because uh, lately it's very interesting for me. And I think I have also some, some ideas um, for guests that are quite interesting for the audience where they also have some something that, that they can take away and also where they can join certain exercises or movements. And I will also, um, we also did a call um, or a Zoom call with the FI Europe community. And I did um, a Zoom call with um, my German communities and uh, it also works pretty well, but there's also room for improvement, obviously. And um, yeah, I will keep doing that. But I think this is the real life experience is, is, is also really, really great if you really meet people. And I think we are now also allowed to, at least in Germany, uh, we are allowed to, to meet in small groups in the park. I think that that's possible also early, early this summer. So I would like to meet, uh, have a meetup with a group in Berlin and also in Cologne and um, also have some masterminds here in Germany. And I also want to be more active in the Facebook community. I think we can, there's a lot of opportunity uh, that we can facilitate the exchange of, of information and uh, stories there much better. Yeah, Matthias, thank you for that. And I just always enjoy how we all have our different takes on kind of like episodes, what we're interested in because we're all different people, different life stages, and that's what makes us fun. So I'm especially curious, or in particular curious about the next topic um, because myself, like I've recently been asking like, what is ethical investing for me, ethical purchasing? And what do I consider uh, in terms of donations for charity, volunteering work? Like what is my take on that? How does this match with financial independence? And I know it's not the most sexy topic in terms of, you know, oh, this quick financial hack to earn money, but I think it's important to talk about. I think just for the three of us between us, you can just have a good chat on that. But yeah, 
For that, I'll hand it over to Arminta. So Arminta, the floor or the podcast is yours. Sure. So I, first I want to set a precedent that this is not about being righteous or, you know, uh, trying to be better than everyone else in terms of, you know, being ethical. The, the reason that I am actually interested in ethics is because I'm reading a book about it. <laughs> I'm reading a book called uh, Practical Ethics by Peter Singer, and I uh, love the book. Uh, but it's more, it's not about investing. It's more, you know, kind of what it really means. What does ethics mean? And because our laws, our laws in every single one of our countries are pretty much based on moral values. And it's quite interesting to see how every single country has, might have different values. And why is that the case? So for example, in the Netherlands and in Belgium and Switzerland, euthanasia is legal and it's perfectly, you know, it's acceptable. It's, it's done. Whereas in the US, it's completely illegal. And if you assist someone with euthanasia, then you're, you're sent to prison pretty much. So although we're not going to be talking about euthanasia in this episode, <laughs> don't worry guys, it's just an example to show, you know, what, what, is it, what does it mean to be ethical and how do you figure out really what is the right thing to do? If you care about that, I think I can, I guess we can understand that some people who don't care, they're like, whatever, I just want to make the most amount of money. I don't really want to worry about anything else and no problem. That's your opinion and, and you go ahead with that. But what, what's cool about the financial independence community is that many of us are are not only into self-improvement, but also kind of into community improvement. I don't know if Alvar and Matthias agree with me. Do you? Um, I think so. I think everybody in this month is very much into sharing. If you have an idea yeah. or you have a need and you ask guys, please help me, then everybody will mm. jump in and help out because yeah. we're, not, we're not the, you know, <sighs> Scrooge McDuck people who pile away loads <sighs> of cash and don't want to share like because that's not the point of fight the point is obviously you know getting your time back and you know managing your own life on your own terms but like being not able to share that with others that defeats the whole purpose it's like i, I yeah i want to help others i want to spend time with loved ones and find simply a tool for me to get there better and faster um exactly yeah, i agree and and there's a big community aspect to financial independence um, and also, uh, I think what we're going to focus more here is kind of ethical investing, because it is true that when it comes to investing in the stock market, many times we, we might be led to think that it's companies like Shell or oil and gas companies that are you know, the big profitable ones. And, and um, obviously, that's part of our index fund, that's part of our ETF. So can we you know, invest in the stock market? Can we try and reach financial independence and at the same time try and be ethical. I'm not sure what that means. Does that mean not investing in these oil and gas companies? Does it mean making an extra effort to invest in, in maybe companies that are sustainable? Does it mean giving a certain percentage of your income? Uh, because at the end of the day, it is true that financial independence is, it, it is I don't want to say selfish, but it, it is a very self-motivated journey, let's just say. Uh, but I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, just saying that Obviously, one might argue that giving away 20% of your income might, might mean that you take longer to reach financial independence. So, you know, what, what is the balance? So I'm going to ask um, you, Alvar, what does ethics mean to you or being ethical? And is it a priority for you? I like that one, Araminta. And I think, first of all, to be ethical, you have to be aware of what you're doing and what you're not doing and what effects can be. And I find for myself that it's very hard sometimes to assess, 
okay, if I invest in uh, ETF XYZ, then this will have this and this effect on the world. And I kind of don't want to go that on that high level of kind of like my investing approach. I'm totally happy with simply investing in Vanguard funds. And I know there will be oil companies in there or companies that might do you know harm to the environment. I know I invest in ETFs where Shell and other larger companies that might do harm to the environment or people are a big part of. But like for myself, I'm not I'm not going to try to ethically say, okay, these companies are amazing or these companies are bad. That is not up to me. I'm um, I'm going to focus on what I can do in my own life to help my local environment in the best possible way. So I'm ethically and morally fine with simply investing in Vanguard funds. And even if that might come with companies uh, that I'm not 100% aligned with. But what I do want to do is just make sure that in my daily life, I make sure that whatever I buy in stores from who I buy, that that is done in a responsible way. Um, that's what I do directly in people I see around me that I help them out. So for me, like, how does it look like? I'm, I'm not into giving 20% away from my income to charity, for example. And I donate very little, to be very honest, to charity. I donate 25 euro a year to one specific goal that's something I've been doing for the last eight years. It's just something I come across. It's nothing fixed. It can be um, a natural disaster hit somewhere, and then I'll simply donate 25 euro to that. Last year, there was uh, I donated to um, a Lyme disease foundation, and because I was touched by somebody who was hurt by that, and I was like, okay, I'm going to donate to you guys right now. I believe more in donating my own time in helping out organizations with my skills because I believe, you know, I, let's say I've given them 100 euro. Okay, amazing. Um, they can use it for many different things, but I believe my own time, my skills in terms of IT can be more valuable to those uh, organizations on the long run. So that's just kind of my take. I don't really do anything if different investing-wise, and I focus on what I can do locally in my own life to help out others, and I prefer giving time over money. I think that's a, that's a good point, and I like what you said about donating time instead of money. I think that that is a good uh, alternative uh, the only thing I'll mention, and this is just because I'm a big nerd about this topic, is that I've, I'm have i a big um, big fan of the effective altruism movement. And I don't know if anyone might have heard the episode like a year and a half ago or a year ago when I interviewed Sebastian, who's a big uh, EA uh, participant too. But the reason I'm, I'm talking about effective altruism, they're a great organization that basically helps people figure out how they can make the most amount of impact. Uh, on the world because there are a lot of people who you know especially high school students or, or college uh, university graduates who want to make an impact who want to change the world but they don't know how to do it and so this kind of this organization helps them do that and they're also part one of their okay i don't know if they're part well their partners i guess is a great organization called give well and give well rates the effectiveness of charities so the reason I'm saying this is because GiveWell has calculated that it takes $600 to $1,000 to save a life in some countries in sub-Saharan Africa. It depends on the country. I think it's Malawi and some Burkina Faso probably and some other countries. Um, and if you donate to an, a very effective charity, you can save a life. Whereas when you donate your time, obviously... You're, you have an impact on your local community, but you, I mean, we're in the UK, we're not going to save a life, right? Um, and I'm just saying this because to, to give kind of perspective on how money can make a huge impact. I mean, you can save a life, literally, but you have to know where to put it, right? 
and if you don't know where to put it, then sure, yeah, time time is also a very valuable way of uh, helping others. So anyway, interesting to hear your take, Alvar. What about you, Matthias? What are your thoughts on ethics and how do you incorporate it into your FI journey? Ethics, I, I mean, I'm not sure about the definition because I haven't read the book that you have read, but I think you can you can only do so much. You cannot rescue everybody in the world. Um, you cannot fix every problem. I think you can fix one problem after another. And in my in my life, I have also values that, and also with family, um, that we really want to uh, act responsible. So we uh, don't buy fast fashion uh, like like other people here in the podcast who have went to Primark, and no um, coffee cups. And we haven't we we do the zero waste, but not completely because I mean we. we must be able to implement that. Yeah, so I'm I'm eating plant-based right now because I want to just test a new diet. And um, yeah, I have been flexitarian vegan, but just for fun. And I'm selling my stuff if I don't use it anymore to other people so that they can use it so for the environment. And um, yeah, do organic stuff, online peti- petitions. So you, you can also yeah, to join movements to improve that because I think movements are the most powerful thing if you want to change something for the better. And the FI movement is something, the FI movement is also about that other people having time to improve the world and don't have to change time versus money. And um, also um, if you, if you, that they have money to take care of themselves and then they have time also to take care of other people. Yeah, and I think also you're doing you're eating organic and you, you use a train and and so on. You do it also for yourself um, because if you donate, you you just feel better. If you if you eat better food, you feel better. If you don't drink your cup, uh, coffee from from a plastic cup, yeah, you you might be healthier. So uh, you also do it for yourself. And um, for example, when it comes to investing, uh, what also what also was part of the question is that I only uh, or mostly invest in growth stocks and growth stocks have the, they are mostly about really improving something um, because otherwise they would not grow. For example, if you invest in Beyond Meat, yeah, you, you, it's good for the environment. And for example, I have stocks in Peloton. It's a, you can, it's, it's a bike you can have at home. It's a Netflix for Apple or Netflix for, for the home gym. And that's improving. I think that's improving the world. And I'm not so much investing into stocks like uh, dividend stocks, which are mostly older, and they preserve the current state of the worlds, like Shell and so on. But I also tend to sometimes, if you can make a nice revenue, for just an example, right now casino stocks are really cheap. Airline stocks are really cheap. Do you want to invest in them? I mean, airlines. Yeah, you, I mean, you also want to fly sometimes, but you could also say they're not good for the environment. Casinos, you could say they're getting the money of other people, but they also are entertaining. So I think that's that's really that's really hard to decide. And if I'm also a huge fan of the altruism movement or the, the uh, global shaping community, world shaping community, I think that's what it's called. And um, yeah, you can donate your time. In the end, I think it's a good idea to donate time, but also think about how can you scale um, scale the help um, to improve the world. Um, not just what can you do, 
Um, I mean, you can take the, the rubbish from the street, but you can also build a system with other people uh, to improve um, the, the waste management in, in your town or the country or in the oceans. So that's why it's focused on collaboration and, and scaling. Um, and that's also what teaches you something about business. Okay, so I think we're, we're kind of all in agreement. Uh, and actually, I'm very much in agreement uh, like with what you're saying, Matthias, about just being more mindful about your shopping. So it, it's it's just been a, in the past, I think in January, when I realized there's a weird incentive, there's a conflict of interest because usually clothes and food that is better for you, for your body, and that's better for the environment is usually more expensive. And so you kind of have to do a trade-off, you know? And people will argue, you know, when you're trying to reach far, you want to be as cheap as possible. You want to spend as little money as possible. Yeah, but, you know, that mind that will produce more problems in the long run, maybe to your health and maybe to the planet. So that's an interesting conflict of interest. And I'll be honest, I only started thinking about this in, you know, in January this year. Uh, and so to, in order to do, to change my habits, I am now a vegetarian, although I eat meat once a month uh, for nutrition, nutritional. And I, I try and shop local whenever I can. And now I only buy clothes from... <laughs> these very um, these sustainable online shops. Uh, so um, I've kind of gone a bit hipster, but not too much, I think. So, I think um, you, you can make a lot of money. In the next decade, the 2020s, um, the, the, it's a decade when the, the, the business of sustainability, of mm. uh, um, ethical in investing and so on, it will just um, go through the roof. Um, right now, I am reading in the investment communities also that that this is yeah, the next big so. thing. So, but I think that's a good thing. That's definitely a good thing because we just we need to be more mindful about, I mean, the, the planet and and ourselves and what we're consuming. So it's good. It's a good movement for sure, and it's an important topic to talk about. It's just it can be difficult to figure out how best. Like right now, we're just talking about how, how do you you know. And I, I also read another book about climate change, and the guy was saying, if we all do a little bit then we're only going to achieve a little bit, right? So right now, the three of us are maybe doing our part, but it's still tiny. It, and even if one million people did it, it still wouldn't be enough, right? People would be like, okay, it's better than nothing. Yeah, but we don't need better than nothing. We need a huge, complete change, which is sadly only can be achieved through, through big organizations and, and politicians. So it's a bit of, it's, it's difficult. It's I disagree. Difficult. Okay, wow. Tell me. <laughs> I, I, just, I just disagree because if we talking example, we talk in the podcast about this that is important, and we give examples how to implement this in the live. So they maybe they maybe in the audience there are three bloggers that are also blogging about it, which have also their their audience, and then there are also three for every blogger. There's also three bloggers that are in, uh, also posting about it, and then there is demand, and if there is demand. Then the politicians say we will just implement what we what we're asking for. Okay, so the reason I'm saying that only by doing a little bit we're going to achieve a little is because, okay, we on average in the U.S. and in Canada and in Australia, one person emits twenty carbon twenty carbon tons. I, I don't I don't I'm not going to get the measurements correct. So I'm just going to say twenty carbons. I, I don't want to say it wrong. It's embarrassing. Just twenty carbon metric tons. I think that's correct, but I'm not hundred percent sure. And in order to reach our uh, target emissions, we need to reduce that to two. 
So as you can imagine, and, and it's just not one, one person, like the three of us and all the bloggers that you're talking about, it's not going to make a difference. It's, it's the big oil companies and it's the big, uh, the, also another interesting statistic is that livestock accounts for over 50% of carbon emissions. So that's everything, including the methane from the cows, but it's also including all the transport and all the, the, the food or energy that we lose by um, you know, feeding them grains instead of uh, grass, because those grains could go directly to humans, but they're going through to the animals first. So, you know, there's a huge amounts of there's large contributors to carbon emissions, and just one me just reducing my carbon emissions from twenty to ten isn't going to make much of a difference. Unfortunately, sadly, yeah, it's, it's well. This is me quoting a book. Once again, it's an opinion. If someone can bring me better statistics or, you know, proof that I'm wrong, then of course, you know, I think the, 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 the debate. The rescue of the planet is not a linear thing. It's it's also exponential. And I mean, we started in the last decade with it slowly, and now it's 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 just in, uh, accelerating uh, faster and faster. That's why I would say we can achieve that, although it can also be delayed. I mean, Corona is helping a little bit with uh, the, the carbon footprint, I would say. And um, No, uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting topic, but let's not get too sidetracked. Um, just to mm-hmm. kind of wrap up, I think it would be, I mean, this is something else that we, we've dis- discussed before and it's a bit, it can be a bit confusing, is, you know, what can you do as a person, as, a, as the three of us here? Is there anything that we can do to help? Is being ethical actually something that you know is worth it? And what does that really mean, being an ethical FI person? Uh, so just to wrap up, Alvar, what are your final thoughts? You know, is it something that's worth pursuing? And yeah, what are your plans? Gotcha. No, I mean, obviously, it is always worth pursuing, being more ethical, being more mindful, helping others out. That should be everybody's goal as a person. But if I just look at myself, uh, I don't think I am going to change the world, but I do want to take my part in what I can do. Like my big thing is food banks. I uh, volunteer um, regularly with them. And that's kind of like the one charity part I really believe in because they're very local. They help people directly. And if there's one thing I'll ever donate big to, it will be a food bank. Nice. Cool. Matthias, what are your final thoughts on ethical investing or ethical FI life? Um, first of all, be picky with your investments. Also, maybe switch to a, an, an sustainable ETF. I think also more and more in, uh, sustainable companies will go into the normal ETFs. But uh, yeah, just look where your money is going. Um, do it locally, help locally, just tipping people, helping local children organizations. Yeah, just be generous also sometimes is very important, but also organizing um, with other people, entrepreneurs to to fix really the problems. And I want to uh, do a call to action that you maybe, because everybody of you has ideas and maybe you can just post your idea, what, what your take is on ethical investing and what you do implement on a daily basis, but also what you have for ideas in the Facebook group so that we can get an impression what's also out there in your brains um, regarding the topic. Um, that would be really interesting for me. Yeah, that's, that's definitely very interesting. Anyone who has some cool thoughts about this, more than welcome to talk about it in the group. My last two cents is that I, d- I joined the, the One for the World pledge uh, of one, donating 1%, and 1% is not a lot, so it's really not 
it's not a lot. <laughs> and I donate to a an efficient charity that is called Deworm the World. They um, uh, they give um, drugs to children to get rid of parasites in their stomachs that will then allow them to go to school. So I thought that was a really cool initiative and it helps save life. Cool. Uh, and then apart from that, as I mentioned before, doing some more ethical buying. And then I guess my, my biggest dilemma has been, you know, is it better for me to, to kind of build my career and then donate more? Or is it better for me to start donating now? And I've come to the conclusion that obviously now my, my income and my buying power is pretty small. So I can't really donate much. So it's better if I kind of focus on my skills or my career and then I can reach a point where I'm earning, I can give more pretty much. Uh, so I think that's kind of the, the road I'm going to go down. And the things you don't have to do, sometimes you don't have to do anything. You, the things matter that you don't do. So don't, if you don't fly, if you don't buy stuff, so you don't have to spend that's money. True. That's true. That's also a good point. Okay. Well, thank you, Alvar and Matthias, for your perspectives. And we'd love to hear our listeners' thoughts on this topic in the Facebook group. So with that, we'll just uh, wrap it up and uh, hope you have a good evening. Bye. Bye. Terminta, see you guys. Hey, Matthias, do you think there are no financial independence Facebook groups yet? Yes, there's definitely a shortage in financial independence Facebook groups. That's why we want to create another one. And the real reason is that we want to get some feedback on our episodes to have a conversation with our listeners, um, to follow on the topics. And you might also have some questions around our content. Gotcha. And also, we've been talking with more of you guys at meetups, on Reddits, in Facebook groups, the Fire Europe retreat, obviously, we organized. And this is, in the end, the main reason why we started the whole podcast project to talk to guys like you, uh, learn more from you, case studies, answer questions, and like hopefully all grow and learn from that together in the end and become stronger, smarter, and hopefully also richer people. So, you know, Matthias, say I'm interested in this. Where do I find this Facebook group? Yeah, just go to your Facebook app and type in FI Europe Podcast or just click in our show notes. There's a link for the Facebook group or go to our website. There's also a link. So yeah, just type in FI Europe Podcast. See you in the group. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope you learned something new and enjoyed the show. You can support us by doing this. Subscribing to your favorite podcast program and leaving us a review. Following us on Instagram and Twitter at Financial Independence Europe. Sending us an email with questions and feedback. We would love to hear from you. All the mentioned articles, books and cool resources can be found in the show notes at financial-independence.eu. Thank you for listening and see you next time.